Welcome to episode 15 of 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. And today on the podcast, I'm really excited to bring you this conversation I had with Audra Haney. She is a fellow podcaster. She has the Five Minute Mom podcast. And when I was originally thinking about starting a podcast, I was thinking about calling it um, 300 Seconds to Joy, which is more like five minutes. Um, But then I found her podcast, which I'm so glad I did because I love listening to it. Audra is really inspiring. She knows the Bible. She is uplifting. She just has a very kind soul. And I love her voice. It's really gentle and soothing. And she's just really genuine. She has a lot of God's truth to share with her listeners. So I will link everything in the show notes. You definitely need to go subscribe to her podcast. I love listening to it week by week. Um, So Today, Audra is talking about missionary work, and that means you too, mamas. Um, So she kind of talks about, you know, missions as this idea of where you're at right now in your life. What is your mission field? And I loved something she said. She said the greatest greatest mission field may just be your kids. So she really breaks this down for us and talks about what it means to do mission work in the world. That might be at home. That might be in another country. Her husband is a global missions pastor. Um, So she knows a thing or two about missionary work and just um, going. and, And then sometimes she's called to stay with the kiddos at home and just hold down the fort. So I know a lot of you lovely listeners out there are moms and you're holding down forts at home with kids. And I just want to encourage you to listen to this episode, really take it in and remind yourself that you're doing really important work at home. Even when you're changing diapers, even when you're breaking up sibling rivalry, sibling, you know, arguments, um, that's all important work and it furthers God's kingdom in simple, unseen ways. I mean, think about Mary, the mother of Jesus, how much of her life was unseen and hidden, but she was raising Jesus, our Savior. So anyway, I'm really excited for you to listen to part one of a two-part conversation. We just had this fabulous time talking, and it just really just was such a fun conversation. Um, And I just really like talking with fellow podcasters. So um, without further ado, here's Audra. Enjoy our conversation and make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you know when part two of our conversation gets published. Okay, enjoy friends and don't forget, no matter what you're doing, you have a mission in this world. Okay, enjoy. I have fellow podcaster Audra Haney on the podcast today. Audra is a writer, speaker, mom, and producer of the 5-Minute Mom podcast. So her podcast is one I listen to every week and one of the few I subscribe to. I was telling Audra about that as we were chatting before we hit record. So Audra, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I love fellow podcasters. Like these are my people. And so I love being on the call with you and able to connect with you and just connect with your listeners today too. Thank you so much for having me. 
You're so welcome. Yes. And I know that people are going to love you and definitely want to subscribe to your podcast. Um, like I do, it's nice and short, just five minute monologues. And I love what you have to say to your listeners. Um, you're super inspiring. You have a beautiful heart for Jesus and for other mamas. And, um, can you just briefly introduce yourself and share your passion with us? Sure. Absolutely. That was such a good intro. I'm like, I need to take Stephanie around as like a hype girl. Cause that was, <laughs> I feel like, Oh man, that was so good. Um, well I do, I am a pastor's wife, so I love doing ministry with my husband. Um, but really my soft spot is for women and especially moms and especially moms in the trenches. And I think the thing about that is that is the area of life for me that I have found, I guess the nice way to say it is refining. <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. the really honest way to say it is hard because yes. I'm a very A-type personality, very organized, like go-getter. And when I had my children, it was like my world got turned upside down. And I realized how much control I didn't have over so many things. And it really brought on this whole new reliance on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And really forced me to start finding my identity in the right things and to really just seek him on a level that was so much more intimate than anything I'd ever experienced before. So I have three kiddos now. I have two biological daughters. Um, they're five and three. And I have a four-month-old foster child, which talk about a whole new level of refinement and oh, trust. I and bet. So um, those are my people, just the mamas who are every single day just walking out and living out the call that God has for them. I love that. And I would agree that I have a similar personality type, very type A, go-getter, mm -hmm. do, 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 hard mm -hmm. for me to just be. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, motherhood is very refining, very um, sanctifying, I would say, if yes. we let it, you know, use us in the right yeah. way. Um, yeah, I love that you say that. I definitely connect with that. Um, and so what would you like to share with our lovely listeners today? I can't wait for you to share your message with them. Yeah, well, we kind of chatted before the call just about my heart for missions. And so my husband is a global missions pastor, and we've really been deep in that work for about five years now. Um, but as a sophomore in college, I felt a call to missions. And so even before I met my husband, I was on the mission field for over a year in um, Eastern Europe. And, you know, when I came back home off the mission field, I had a background in broadcast journalism. So I worked for television ministry, a Christian television ministry. And so, but now we've spent really the last five years of our life just sending people out on mission and partnering with some of the most amazing people in the world. And I am just really passionate um, to help women see the amazing role that they can have in mission work and what that looks like to step out of their comfort zone and choose obedience and what God can do through that. And and really just expand their idea of what mission work can be and how they can live that out, whatever season of life that they're in. That's awesome. I love that 
that that's your goal. And I love the idea of mission work because I think for myself, I thought before I met my husband that I might want to be a missionary actually. Mm -hmm. So I love that you're talking about this today. I definitely connect with it. And I thought, okay, I want to go to, I specifically had South America in my mind for some reason. And actually my husband and I have talked about possibly adopting a child from South America one day. Um, I just have a connection with that um, country for or the continent for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I had this plan in my mind. Then I met my yeah. husband, had kids, yeah. and I thought, oh, bummer, I'm not going to be a missionary. But mm-hmm. I definitely like the idea of, you know, finding that missionary role, you know, having that idea of mission in the trenches, trenches of motherhood, Um, So how do you apply that in your day-to-day life? You know, now you have this baby, this Mm -hmm. foster child, um, that's quite a mission. So can you, a lot of our listeners are moms, um, some are stay-at-home moms, work from home, work outside the home. You know, how can we be missionaries in our own home and, you know, kind of carry that idea of mission everywhere we go, whether we're, you know, staying at home all day, which sometimes I do or out in the world with our kiddos. So um, yeah, how can us moms do that? Absolutely. And like I said, I felt that really deep call to missions. And I think when you say that word missions, people immediately get this idea in their head or this connotation of like, you know, being in Africa without shoes Mm -hmm. on, or you know, um, we have really big ideas of what missions should be. And it almost kind of conjures this idea of being like heroic and and doing, and that certainly happens. You know, um, we have friends that have taken on long-term missionary calls. Um, and so that certainly does happen. But what I've learned through that is that's quite a process for those mm-hmm. people. And I think they would all tell you that it took a long time and it took a lot of God's grace and it was something other than them. But what I found the most beautiful thing about missions is just all the different roles. And like you said, it goes back to intentionality. It's just living um, outside of ourselves. And it's so easy. And you know, like you said, you're a to-do list kind of girl like I am. It's Mm -hmm. so easy to stay in my little world. Um, And so it's really living with intentionality. And so I kind of point all people to, um, you know, what is your holy discontent and where are your feet at right now and who has God put in front of you? And so that's a great way to think about um, missions. And my Mm -hmm. husband has a great philosophy. He said, you know, we try to never as a, a church body, never go do anything internationally that we wouldn't do locally or that we are not doing locally. And so if you have a heart for anti-trafficking, like what's going on in your city um, that you can get involved in and God may call you like he has me to go to Thailand, do some work there, but he wow. may call you to do, there's a lot of need on the front lines for rehabilitation and ministry for those who have been rescued from trafficking. And so, but mainly the main thing I have learned, um, I had this huge call to missions on my life and I ended up marrying a missions pastor. So that has been very glamorous in the fact that I fold his underwear and um, (laughs) I support missions by lots of laundry baskets and cleaning and um, honestly getting up with babies in the middle of the night while while my Mm -hmm. husband goes on 
trips that I would sometimes like to be on. Um, it means being in the background. Um, but for the church body, that could mean giving, you know, giving to someone else's mission trip. That could mean I have mm-hmm. sweet ladies that, um, volunteer to watch my children when my husband's gone for 10 days and they'll say, can we take them for one night? Or can we, uh, I had a group of women come and clean my home, uh, while he was on a mission trip. We've had people donate Bibles. And the main thing I love, love is just the prayer warriors on the front lines that pray for our groups that go that pray for our partners. Um, and so I think it's just, really asking God, um, you know, what, what could my role look like? Um, whether it's going or staying, um, I'm the kind of person that finds it a little bit harder to stay. I don't know about you, but I'm like, I want to go. I have terrible FOMO when my husband goes on a trip, but -hmm. it really looks like obedience. Is it obedient for you to get out of your comfort zone and go, or is it obedient for you to get out of your comfort zone and stay, you know, with the kids. And, um, and God's really been doing a work on my heart. Um, your greatest mission field may just be your kids. And that isn't a small thing. You have no idea. I think, you know, did Billy Graham's mom have any idea? Like, yes, who she was I've raising? thought of that. Mm-hmm. Like Martin Luther King Jr. Or just some of the great leaders in our country and our world, what if they would have just been given a tiny glimpse? And I think for us and our children, if we could just have a tiny glimpse of all the ways that God was going to use them, how would that change um, our everyday servanthood towards our children and our selflessness that it requires? And, um, you know, how much more would we embrace, um, you know, just walking through them with the hard petty things like potty training and temper tantrums, like how would it change our parenting if we could see how God was going to use them for their generation? We really are raising kingdom warriors for the generation more than ever, I think. And Mm -hmm. um, I just encourage the everyday moms to just have that perspective as, as they're on this mission field right now. Wow, that's powerful. I really needed to hear that today. I actually had a really um, tough night of sleep last night with the kiddos. Oh, we're there. um, You know how that goes. (laughs) And it's easy to get wrapped up in that and feel sorry for yourself and just Mm -hmm. sort of think, what am I doing? I mean, I could be doing more than helping kids sleep, Mm -hmm. but you know what? That's where God wants me. And I feel like everything you said, I resonate with so deeply And I just keep hearing God say, this is where I want you, Stephanie. (laughs) Um, I don't want you thinking that going out is glamorous. I like the idea of staying. (laughs) And actually, it's harder for me to stay. And I do think that it's important for us moms to remember in the midst of making snacks, changing diapers, helping calm those big emotions, um, that's where God's working in us and actually helping us moms be the people he's calling us to be, you know, really refining us, really helping us be a better version of ourselves. And then, like you said, you know, we don't know where our children are going to be led by God. We don't know what he's going to do in their lives. And, you know, the seeds we're planting now and the way we're supporting them, and especially in those little years when it 
it feels like you don't see the fruit yet, yeah. it's definitely planting seeds. Like I fully believe that. But yeah, the glimpse would be nice. I would like that. <laughs> I also want to kind of build on that because I think the opposite side of the spectrum is is true too. Because for example, um, when my daughter, my first daughter was 18 months old, God very clearly called me to a mission trip in Thailand, you know, and she was weaned, um, but it was my first time to leave her and it was going to be a 10 day trip. And, um, I remember trying to wrap my mind and my heart around that obedience of going, um, when that was very clearly a season where I'm like, I want to stay, you know, she's in this mm-hmm. stage where I can't verbally process this with her and I'm worried. And um, God had just shown me, um, he's been so faithful to really impress upon my heart that obedience on our part is part of our child's spiritual inheritance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a story of the 12 spies, you know, and we're all pretty familiar with that story. They go, the Israelite spies, they go into the promised land that God told them was going to be theirs. And 10 of them come back with a bad report. And we know two came back and said, you know, God has promised us this land. We are able to do this. And we hear one thing I never caught on to until I had children was that the Israelite congregation starts yelling and they say, we can't go in there. Those giants will kill our wives and our children. And they really used family as like a big concern and a big excuse. And what we Mm -hmm. see is that Joshua and Caleb say, no, we believe that our God is big enough. And Mm -hmm. later in the chapters, when they do inherit the promised land, we see that Joshua and Caleb's descendants get the very best of the land because of their faith. And so God is definitely, for the most part, calling us to this this mission field of marriage and mothering first. But if he calls you on a trip or something scary and you're worried about your child, but you know that God is calling you to go or do, you also have to believe that God will take care of them for those 10 days or the one week or those three days, whatever it is. And that because of your obedience, your child's spiritual inheritance is on the line and they will be blessed through your obedience. And so I also want to build on that. You know, it doesn't go come down to, well, staying is always right or going is always right. It is obedience is always right. And you have to have that intimacy with God to be able to discern if that assignment is from him or for another season. I love that perspective. Thank you. Because I think sometimes I get caught up in the fact that I can tell God wants me to stay, Mm. but who knows what he will call me to later. So I Mm -hmm. love the idea of obedience and cultivating that spirit of obedience so that if he does call me, I'm ready to just jump up and go. Yes. Yeah. And he, he made you both, you know, in different Mm -hmm. seasons. And so it's all about following him and truly trusting him Mm -hmm. with our families um, in whatever situation that he's calling us to. That's the end of part one, friends. 
stay tuned for part two coming out soon. I can't wait for you to hear the rest of my conversation with Audra. And if you loved everything you were hearing, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes so more lovely listeners can find the podcast and be encouraged and inspired by wonderful guests like Audra. Okay, thanks for being here. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.